welcome, 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 guys. We are here. Hopefully, everybody can hear us. Hopefully, we're live where we should be. We are here with Sean McCoy, the founder of OGGN, and it's a podcast network for the oil and gas industry. And I love the conversation that we're going to talk about today is, is should you join a podcast network? And we're going to talk about uh, Sean's network. We're going to talk about the uh, 15 um, or so shows that he's going to put together and also the benefits that it has for both you as a creator and also the benefits that he's been able to provide for the audience and for his uh you know his listeners as well so sean thanks for for hanging out with us today man i appreciate you hopping on on, on frankly such a short notice oh you're, you're welcome so just a, a slight correction so i'm not i'm not the founder the editor-in-chief or the founder is mark lacour but i'm one of the uh, podcasters and one of the people that uh, works on the inside as well so i don't want to take that that mantle dude <laughs> i'd hate for somebody to watch this and go wait a minute <laughs> Look. I, I totally get that so let's let's just jump right into it. And I think I'd love for you to share the the story of OGGN and the story of what you guys are doing. You're you mentioned you're one of the the hosts, and you've also mentioned that you've had a kind of a a, a journey, if you will, in podcasting. You know, you've had um, a variety of, of of different opportunities and ventures. So catch us up on on kind of your your background and experience there, and how you landed here at OGGN. Sure. Yeah. So a little bit about me. So podcast wise back 2017, uh, late, I mean, early 2017, I started thinking about hosting a podcast of my own was a listener way back in 2005, 2006 started in that, in that day, never thought it was something that I could do personally. It was kind of one of those, you know, famous people and comedians and things like that. And, and you just, and all of a sudden, as you started to see kind of your, everybody kind of showing up and, and doing a podcast, I was motivated uh, on a personal level to do a passion project. That was a faith-based theology type podcast that I'd done that I started in 2017. And then and this was where, and I started getting into the podcast industry in terms of like, you know, different groups and different associations and learning about the technology and learning about the processes and how you can monetize. And I knew that was out there, you know, marketing and all these things like what you're doing, you know, these answers of well, how do I grow and how do I get this message out? And then there was this really interesting buzz in the background going, well, could you actually make money at this? And could you actually do something with this beyond just a, a neat little hobby? And at first for the, for the time I was doing it, I was much more um, wanting it to be, uh, my own. I just, you know, so self-funded, which, you know, wasn't a huge cost, but definitely got into it uh, a little bit. I, try, I did try to like market on my own in terms of like, which, you know, Facebook ads and Instagram uh, type, you know, social media based uh, marketing and going on other podcasts and trying to find those things. And so I kind of did that personally, got a hold of a, a couple of associations, really enjoyed, loved the industry, loved the people, loved the, the medium. Uh, we were talking a little bit before about, you know, I, I think the real secret sauce to all this is the fact that at the end of the day, no matter what that information is about, whether it's how you make toy trains or what's going on politically, uh, people are, are are clamoring for a place they can go to find trusted information. There's there's information out there. There's all kinds of places we can find information, but where you can find information that you can trust and that can actually be a value to you, I think we're seeing a big kind of a ground, uh, you know, an under undercurrent, if you will, changing as far as where people get that. And, and the, obviously, mainstream media still dominates uh, the messaging. Uh, and and I'm not going to sit here and lambast it. it. It has its model and it does what it does. But I think people are recognizing that there's more to those stories. And I think, you know, I don't think there's a better medium. I mean, the, the research, the, uh, the up and coming clubhouse medium is really good at this as well. But it's it's, you know, it's it's dynamic. It doesn't, it's gone. Once it's here, it's gone. Uh, so it, so it doesn't really replace, I think it kind of complements this, this undercurrent of that. And so doing that, there was a, a, a friend of mine I used to work with at uh, Schlumberger. It's a big oil and gas company. Told me one day on LinkedIn, there was a there was an opening and there was a tryout for a professional podcast host to get paid and, and do this for oil and gas. And I'd been in oil and gas and have been for about 18 years. And so that, that purist in me was kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to, 
combine, you know, money and my passion and, you know, it's going to get all corporate once you go in there and that kind of thing. And then she reminded me of, again, right before this contest uh, came up with. And so in my driveway, I literally recorded a little, you know, four minute plug just to throw my hat in the ring. And, the, and Mark LaCour, who, who started the, the, the network, uh, reached out to me and said, hey, we're, you know, we actually have this other podcast that we're going to do around ESG, which is environmental, social and governance, kind of your corporate social responsibility, philanthropic, you know, what else is going on around, you know, emissions and and uh, diversity and inclusion and things of that nature, which is a big topic right now, both financially and operationally inside oil and gas. And I, this was about two years ago. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And about a year ago, uh, we got a corporate sponsor and have been even before that working inside OGGN, getting to know Mark and kind of how things are done through the network and being alongside of it as it grows and working on some other things internally. Um, you know, the network was started by him around the same idea. Uh, it was kind of like, he kind of backed in, you know, he backed, backed into it uh, almost by accident in a sense, but it, it was recognizing that people wanted this information started out with this first show oil and gas, uh, this week, which this year hit a million downloads Total, um, the network said like 1.8, 1.9 million downloads as far as that goes. And then he just recognized an opportunity, kind of like entrepreneurial, kind of like, well, there's, you know, there's money to be made here. He understood that he understood the marketing side of oil and gas. He understood uh, that part of it. And when were, you know, were those metrics were the people, what they looked for in terms of when they invested either advertising or marketing dollars and saw an opportunity to kind of get into that niche a little bit. We were saying before, in, in, in the industry as far as like, okay, well, who, you know, <laughs> what's, what is going on in oil and gas? And the beauty again about podcasts is you can do it about anything. And so we did that and started adding leadership podcasts and, and HSE, which is health, safety and environment as well. Uh, technology, what's going on onshore, offshore, and kind of, and as he built this, our, our model is really kind of interesting and it's, but it's really, really simple. There's all kinds of ways, as you know, to, to monetize, you know, you can do your, uh, your Patreon and your kind of your, there's that model, there's your advertising, there's your, 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 your uh, links, referrals and things of that and affiliate marketing and stuff like that, that you can make money on. And our, our, our motto or our method is a sponsorship. And so what we do is each show has a topic and then for it to launch, it has to have a corporate sponsor. And so there's a monthly amount that goes in. Part of that money goes to the, to the podcast host. So you actually get paid to do the job. And then the rest of it goes to the back end, you know, support and hosting and, and the profitability of the company as well. And so in the, the idea, you know, one of, the, one of the big takeaways to the customers is, is, recognition and and connection and networking within the oil and gas industry and because what not only do they get it through our podcast because we talk about them and we actually feature them in a lot of our podcasts in terms of guests and things of that nature but they get access to our other our other podcasts as well and so it's and then there's networking professionally that literally happens and on, on the backside of that where uh, one of the benefits of being on this from a, a sponsor is is if you know, my, my sponsor is Hewlett Packard Enterprise, uh, you know, big, uh, you know, extremely large IT, that's not even the right way to say it, IT company, but they, um, they come in, but we, we help them professionally. Hey, you know, we're, you know, who do we know over here? Who do we know over there? So there's residual benefits that we offer outside of just the, the podcast itself. And then, you know, like I said, the, the, the kind of primary value in terms of the podcast, in terms of going out there from a sponsorship standpoint is around, you know, recognizing brand recognition, things of that nature, and then hopefully creating a sales funnel. Uh, we, we don't do that. We don't promise sales. Anybody that's in sales uh, knows that you get, you, it gets real tedious in, in, a, in an equation like this where you try to set up and say, you can guarantee something's going to happen from a sales standpoint, but, you know, brand recognition, <clears throat> sorry, brand recognition leads to familiarity, leads to, you know, a positive image, which leads to, Hey, when I do have a problem, let me consider this company. So 
we have seen actual sales happen as a result of relationships and a result of being on the podcast and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, the double down on the whole idea is while people may not know about the subjects that we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the companies out there, companies also struggle with the same idea that people don't know what, who they are. And so by us bringing information around a topic, we can bring that company along with us and help people understand who they are as well. And then that creates this synergistic benefit that we've seen uh, do quite well. I mean, we've continued to grow. Uh, we're expanding what we're doing in areas like, uh, I mean, just some of your residual benefits and some of the operability, uh, some sort of, you know, some additional operations inside because we see this particular medium just becoming more and more important and more and more crucial to have people in there that you trust because we're, we're also one of the very few organizations that uh, super majors like Exxon mobiles and Chevron's and people like that will, will come on and be on our podcast because there's a big responsibility around integrity. Uh, and one of the things we do in that regard as well is that we actually have full complete editorial control over our content. So while Hewlett Packard enterprise is a sponsor, we, they, it's in the contracts and we set this up specifically from a trust and integrity factor because you as a listener, if we're just kind of, if we're a PR firm for, you know, for some, for some, you know, company wants to come in and write us a big check, you know, it takes away from the opportunity for that information to mean something. And so we we're really, really big on that. It helps all relationships. It helps them, it helps us, helps our listeners know that we're coming to this with our, uh, you know, with our, the intent ultimately to create that content that's valuable for the listener and then residual value as for our sponsors and the network and stuff like that. So that's a lot, but it's kind of a start. That was great. <laughs> yeah. I think you hit a lot and I'd love to dive into some of these things. And you mentioned, you know, being from a a host standpoint, you know, you're really able to see some of the benefits you mentioned monetarily, um, obviously recognition from the position of a, of a network. What, what do you guys try and provide hosts? Because I think that's a big question is I talk to so many, uh, hosts who they, they don't know what they're going to get necessarily. And so obviously you can't speak for all networks, but for OGGN or for what you know, what are some things that networks are trying to provide or, or take off of the hands or, or support uh, hosts in, in doing? Well, I think as somebody who did my own, my own, some of the big ones are hosting and editing and, you know, bring, bring all that together. You know, there's the, I think like all of us, this part of it's the fun part, right? The part where we're actually recording and then all of a sudden you have this, you know, now you have to go back and edit and put everything back together. And, and so one of the, one of the benefits of being a part of something like this is it's, that's part of the services that we have. So the host actually gets a chance to kind of more concentrate on the content and the format of the show. Uh, one of the things we do do is open up the door for the, for the host to kind of do their format, however they want. Um, there isn't like a, we don't have a set formula in terms of here's how you should do it. Basic recommendations that, that we, that we adhere to, uh, length, you know, is always the, cause it's always the million dollar question. Oh, how long should my podcast be and whatever else for our application specifically, you know, 30 minutes or less, maybe 30 to 40 minutes is kind of at the ideal. My podcast in the beginning when it first started was a little bit longer than that because we thought we might be able to do that. And we've, we've noticed, we've just started to see this in a corporate business type application that lunchtime drive to work time, kind of 25 to 30 minute uh, window is starting to become more and more ideal. It's kind of that bite size. And it's, uh, look, I have no problem talking. You figured that out already. Um, but it is part of it is a lesser more part of it is also understanding that nuggets are more important than a diatribe. So what do you, so we'll help the podcast hosts kind of figure out, okay, here's your show. Like there's a, a we're just launched a, a C-suite uh, episode or 
podcast with Ryan Sanford. Now, so a biopic kind of get to know the person is a little bit different format than what we're doing where we're featuring a business and, and giving them a case study kind of story time. So those are two different, you know, approaches. And so we, we want to let them have, have that uh, freedom to kind of figure out how, what's the best way to attack that and then come in and provide, you know, this is your kind of your basics in terms of how you do, if they've never done podcasting before, you know, where, you know, how you do that, how you, microphone, recording equipment, techniques. We go through all that stuff with them as well. We bring them, bring them up to speed. And then we also have our podcasters use each other's resources. We, we find, um, you know, we, we get answers from each other if we can't, if and when we can, as far as that goes, but it's really kind of out there. We kind of give a basic training and then let the podcaster do, it's kind of becomes their show. It's going to, it becomes their baby. And as long as, and they also help take care of the host. I mean, take care of the sponsor. So my, I, I every other week, I, I spend about an hour on the phone with us, with the, with them going over what we've done, deliverables are, you know, are we adhering to our contract? Cause here's the thing about when you start getting into this paid professional sponsorship and these kinds of things, it's always that part. I tell people that are dreaming of, of being paid to do this. Is it well, when you do, there's a responsibility that comes with that. When somebody's going to give you money to do something, uh, it's no different than it is at your job or somewhere else where, okay, well, there's, there's something, something is supposed to come back, right? There's, and when it comes to like corp, you know, B2B stuff, it's deliverables. And look, and these are, and this allows for a little bit more leniency as far as that. But, but as long as you're taking care of them and you're, you're keeping up with them, but that's also what the sponsor or the, the host does with the, uh, with the sponsor. And so, so it's kind of, and so you're kind of, you're set up to do that, but you're given all the tools, all the resources. Um, I, like I said, we, we go back and forth. Uh, we'll, we'll share guests, we'll share techniques. We'll, we'll look at things. We'll, Hey, this person's maybe, or this company's a little bit better suited for yours than mine. Uh, but ultimately it's, it's, we, we help get the, the podcasters up to a certain point. And then it, as you know, and as a lot of people know that do this, this part of it, the actual act of it, you just kind of have to jump in there at some point and start doing it. And as much as I did before, you know, we're changed, we've changed our format in the last, you know, six weeks as far as that goes, even though I, you know, I had years of podcasting under my belt as I got into it, it gives us a chance to pivot. And so that opportunity to improve and change how you're doing something is also there. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how we approach uh, taking care of hosts and sponsors. Yeah. I really like the idea of having, support or having a kind of a partner alongside so many podcasters are DIYers and I think they take a lot of pride in that but there's also the downside or a point of diminishing return where you end up focusing on things that dilute your focus. One thing that came to mind is you talked about the responsibility that comes along with this and so in my head I saw that as a caution for some hosts because there are there's this segment of, of podcasters and we've kind of, I don't know, me and my wife call them like hobby podcasters, right? And they're, they're basically the ones who aren't, aren't making any money and don't plan. That's, that's not in their, in their forecast of why they're doing their show. And so it puts them kind of in a tough position because that forces all the load onto them or they have to invest their own money into it. So for someone like that, right, where it's, it's a really a hobby, I would think that it might not be the best idea to get into an agreement like that because all of a sudden they're beholden to, like you said, the, these deliverables. And so can you think of any, I'd, I'm wondering if there's like some sort of juicy story or I know you can't name any names, but are any, any things of times that didn't work out or where the, the relationship wasn't a good fit or uh, you know any, any tales of caution of why someone might not want to pursue a podcast network because it just wasn't the right fit or it wasn't the right timing? Well, I think you, I think to kind of step back in that same context, if I'm, uh, if this makes sense, if this answers the question, well, 
um, for us in the oil and gas industry, so obviously the hurdles or the perceived uh, associations, whether it's through sponsorship or vice versa, it, come to the table. So, so for for anybody that wants to do this from a network standpoint, I mean, on, on an individual, kind of like an individual podcaster, the idea of joining a network or even creating one, um, you know, there's there's a benefit to that around. Uh, for if it's if it's like you said information sharing and hey we're, I'm, a, I'm a hobby podcaster you're a hobby podcaster what do I use uh, you know these kinds of things or just kind of techniques or listen to my podcast what could I do different or why isn't this how do I do compression that there's there's a there's a I think there's a place for that and like you said I, I would say if you're going to be in that world and it's going to be your hobby your passion project leave it there but when you step into that you know if I'm going to monetize and start putting something on there you said about you kind of alluded to being a tale of caution and it really really is because with that comes this responsibility that you have to then you know you have to then meet certain certain expectations and certain criteria around around the, the elements around the expectations of that and so when that happens it, it, it's a there is opportunity there I mean don't it, it it's much more how can I put it? It's much more focused on consistency. It's much more focused on, on you're having to like, you're kind of getting, you're trying to get towards something. You're trying to get there to provide that value ultimately to, to maintain. Cause here's the other thing about getting the sponsorships great, but then maintaining it. what do you have to do to make that, those kinds of things happen? And so I think, I think, what can help that though is you have to, if it gets niche, you know, it's one of the things I struggled with when I first started podcasting. There's so many wonderful, amazing things, but like, it's no, I want to know like yours. I want to know how do you market a podcast? What are the techniques to do? What do I need to do to be successful in this area? And so I, so I think part of that is this understanding when, as you get down to that, it becomes a little bit mechanical. It doesn't have to be totally, but it's much, much more mechanical. And it's a, definitely a different mechanical feel than your own personal one in my experience. Cause having done both, they both, they're both fun. They're both really, really enjoyable. Um, there's just a bit more responsibility like you were alluding to and it and it just and you have to be consistent and on time and and do it every every you know every week literally every week you have to deliver and so and so I think it's and what's going to make that I mean as soon as you as soon as you add money to it as soon as you add, add that value of exchange it becomes um, I don't know I don't know how else to say it other than just the responsibility of it and I think if you're going to go do this, I think there is places you could find. We've seen this now with associations that create networks for podcasters and then they monetize it. And even in that setting, even if it's you personally doing it, what I would say for everybody is, is as much as it does change things, don't get upset if somebody's charging to do something, if somebody's going to charge to coach you on a podcast or somebody's going to charge to go part of, be part of some, some conference or whatever. Um, it's if they're at some point in time, there's some things you can do personally kind of on the side, but if you're going to be paid to do something from a service standpoint, you deserve to get compensated for that. And that's one of the things that our network's very fair on and Mark's very, very fair on. And it's very big on is if you're going to put your time into this, you know, we put a couple hours a week, two, three hours a week into this, you should get paid to do something. You should get paid for that. And so don't be afraid to add money to it. Or if you're going to pay for something and you have to buy a service, don't let that be some sort of like, something that like distinguishes or, or separates somebody from what they're from where they, you know, Oh, you should be doing this for free or just tell me what it is. Coaching is very, very valuable. Your services are very, very valuable. So if somebody's charging for that, don't get upset of it. If your, if your part of it is, is, is more of a passion side. And then on the professional side, I think those kinds of things are critical. Uh, makes me think of a friend of mine, uh, uh, he's got a company called Interview Valet and that you pay to go and find really, really high quality podcasts to go on to help increase your brand, increase your, I mean, there's, but you have to pay them to do it. Now you can go find people to be on podcasts with, you know, in social media 
groups and places and clubhouse and everywhere else. Um, but it doesn't mean that the value of that relative to what you're trying to do ultimately from a professional side uh, lines up. And if somebody wants to get paid to do that, don't, 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 don't pull back from that as well. So what you're saying, I think, is that if you're in a place, some people get paid and then some people might might be paying. I know that there are some shows that pay to be a part of a network. Um, and I know that we can't have a, a comprehensive kind of discussion on the different types of networks. But maybe generally, what else is out there? Or what? how do you guys try and at OGG and position yourselves uh, against maybe some of the other networks? Or can you just... I think myself, I'm very naive to the different models or what's out there. So if you could maybe just try and, you know, educate our listeners as much as you can on, you know, what else or what they might expect when they're looking at at different networks. Well, I, one of the things I would do is encourage a, a perspective change in terms of what's, what we normally look at in these situations. You mentioned competing with it. I believe even though we have all these podcasts and it's just saturated and everybody talks about how many there are, at the same time, it's not, it's not... It's not the five o'clock news. It's not, um, it's, we're not competing in that way. I'm not competing for your five o'clock time slot. I can listen to your podcast and listen to somebody else's podcast right after or the next day. Cause most, very few podcasts that I know of, I mean, there's, there are, there's some daily ones, but even those are super short. Typically you're not going to get a you know two hour long podcast seven days a week. Um, all that to be said that we don't look at things from a competition standpoint. We actually tell people in the industry, have an oil and gas podcast, other kind of groups and things like that. We, we are very, very collaborative and encourage, we support podcasts. We have people on our, on our, on ours that we talk, talk to, talk about, encourage our listeners to go to their podcast, which is always, always feel still the best way to find listeners and, and get yourself out there. Uh, but first thing I would do is kind of change that mindset from, uh, like, Oh, they have a, they have one just like me, or they, even if it's a similar podcast that they're kind of like me, if you're listening around a certain, in my experience as a, as a massive podcast listener, I usually listen to multiple podcasts in one genre. So I don't typically just pick one and I can't listen to anybody else. Now you may have a, a favorite or one you go to, but typically if you're in that, you want to get other sources of information. So I would encourage people to look at it a little bit differently in terms of it, not seeing it as a, a, a competition as we typically do. There's room at the table for everybody. And so, so with that, I would encourage, and I would encourage collaboration and I would encourage them to talk about other people's podcasts. Again, because it's such a unique medium, that's typically where other people will hear about yours is because somebody's willing to talk about it, not just a listener, but other people. I mean, I've had so many times in my in my in my years where I've heard that where people have said something about it because of that. It still becomes part. It's one of the big big ways that we can put it out there outside of you know organized marketing and so some of those campaigns. But even in the spirit of that, looking at much more of a collaborative side, you're ultimately trying to provide value to the listener. Right. Which is what I'm hoping today. It's not just so I can ramble, but is there something I can say that somebody out there can take and, and draw from and, have, and provide value with? Well, that's what we're trying to do with podcasts. And so don't don't let competition or don't let somebody with more downloads or somebody with a lot, you know, more listeners or more whatever. Don't let that discourage you. And then when you and if you do join these groups, um, really, it's this it's <laughs> there's this. Uh, camaraderie that I feel like happens in this, in this world, in this world, it's a media world, but it's this unique media world. It's not DJs and, and broadcasters, it's podcasters. And we tend to take care of ourselves and we tend to take care of each other. And so I would encourage people to reach out in that sense and collaborate around a network. And, and look, some of these places, if it's, if it costs something, try it. And if it, if there's, if it's worth the money you put into it, like it is anything else, stick with it. But if you put your money in and it doesn't, or you put your time in and it doesn't quite yield, then, then find something else. But I, there's so much out there and there's so much potential. And I think 
there's a creative element that we can all embrace. There may be somebody out there right now who thinks, oh, I can, I can turn this and use it in my industry and I could find a model and, and man, I could create, I could create a network. Yeah, go. I mean, there's, I think the beauty of it is there's no limit in that sense. It's and especially now and it's still of its infancy as I see it, because there's so many people that still haven't even understand what they are. And I still think the potential of what it does from a value standpoint is still so high. I mean, the ease of it is getting, it's getting easier to listen to. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they're not, not just like in our area, not just in the States or the West, but all over the world, like our, our network, we, I think it's like over 200 countries we get downloads from, uh, in a, in a given month between all of our shows. And so pretty much, you know, where there's oil and gas, but at the same time, people can listen to what you're doing all over the world as well. So I would, I would encourage people to approach it, uh, as an experience and as a chance to, to network and understand that they're, as I see it, very, very few, our success isn't going to keep you from being successful in your podcast. And if we can help you do that, that's kind of our mindset in terms of our approach. That's a, a great point that I think is unique to podcasters is the ability to collaborate because it's, it doesn't have to be as cutthroat as, as some of the other industries have turned themselves into, because like you said, there's, there's room for, for, for a variety of shows to live in a listener's app, really. The, I think we hit on most of the things. The, the one thing that you talked about in catching us up on, on how you got here was the value for sponsors. And I think that that is, you know, I, I call the sponsorships like the holy grail of podcasting because, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that thing that everybody seems to want that nobody seems to know how to get or, you know, get a hold of. But the network seems to be a good conduit, if you will, you know, a good connector. So can you talk about, well, first, let's talk about like the, the value for sponsors specifically, you know, why, why would a sponsor, you talked a little bit about why would a sponsor, you know, want to be on a podcast, but are there some specific things that you find really resonate with businesses on what, on why they end up becoming partners and sponsors and shows? Sure. I, th- I think the biggest, uh, I think the, the biggest thing we see in terms of that uh, is is it gives them a chance to enhance their presence and who they are and tell their story to multiple people that is that otherwise would not be able to be told or is told in such a way that's kind of your, it's your few seconds, it's your, it's maybe a you know 30 second video on LinkedIn or some, you know, some adverts, some really good marketing copy well done, or it's some sales presentation and I've given lots of them. And so you can have these, um, uh, kind of, you know, focused, unique, kind of heavy, you know, that, that are your typical sales presentations and other mediums to get to it. Where, where podcasting is really unique and where a lot of, where a lot of sponsors kind of get, I think get excited is because it, because we, our job is to bring the, the, the listener along in terms of that, in terms of that trust factor, in terms of that information factor. And by doing so, we, we get to bring the company along with us and kind of help share that space with them. And so that, so it's not just, it's, it's almost kind of this, uh, residual like we they we create a trust with the listeners and so because we have this sponsor and we're almost by saying by default and when we when we promote them and talk about them and we and we feature them in all kinds of different ways in, in terms of a network we, we try to find any chance we get uh, either in the context of the podcast like for ours we do little one minute reads my co-host and i do a almost a little goofy almost like a radio show kind of like hey did you know about this the kind of thing and so we we do that specifically um so that as the listener is sitting there uh, and they get, they get, they're, they're with you on this other story. When we come along and then it's our voice saying, Hey, by the way, did you know that Hewlett Packard does this amazing thing with the edge computing and the circular economy that they have and all these other things that are amazing technical things. If that sounds interesting to you, you know, hop on over there. Here's the link, check out the white paper or, or contact them about this or let us know uh, because it, 
it's almost this weird dynamic where it's a, it is a little bit salesy. And I mean, I'm a salesman and I, I hate being sold to, but the, the real, what, the reason you want to sell is because you want to say, here's our value. We need you to know this. We, people don't know this amazing thing. People don't know the amazing things that Hewlett Packard Enterprise can do, how they can utilize all of these things that they have to, that could answer, solve a problem you have right now. And so where their, where their value is, it gives them another, another avenue, not the avenue, not the only avenue. Um, it gives them another avenue to basically get in front of potential customers because at the same time people listen to podcasts they have day jobs and they have family so they're they're the same people and so by allowing allowing that connection point for them you do get a chance to kind of go straight to a customer straight to somebody who might be interested or somebody who just knows because then there's that whole thing where you're planting this seed where later on i wish we i wish i knew of a company that did x and you're like I was just listening to so-and-so talk about that same thing. And they, they had them featured on this podcast. And they were talking about this amazing technology they had that's, you know, converting offshore drilling rigs to, you know, these, these ocean reefs so that they don't have to get rid of them and break up the ecosystem. Oh, yeah, what was the name of that company? Let me go look. And then they go and find them kind of thing. So it, it becomes um, the value for that is that it gives the business another place to connect. And it's a warmer connection because, you know, the, the, the regular stuff is just kind of, it's cold. You know, if, if it hits, great. If it's not, it's just kind of running on repeat. But this is a warmer connection because it's coming in with people's voice and people that you know and a, and a story. And so they're coming along with that. And I think that's where they find their biggest value because when that connection happens, it's already a couple of steps ahead of your normal kind of like first-time uh, engagement process from a business standpoint. So, so for us to be able to lay that groundwork and lay that format for that to happen, you can't guarantee it and you can't force it but you can set the table a whole heck of a lot and these things just for whatever reason, for all kinds of reasons, actually, they, they organically kind of happen, but that's where we see them have, uh, when they, and when they get that feedback that said, you know, Hey, I, and we've had this, we've got, we use it when we, when we tell, we tell people about, you know, we can't guarantee this, but here's a blacked out email. And, and I was listening to this podcast episode and they talked about you and now it's resulted in this, you know, seven figure deal and that stuff's actually happened. And so, so what allowed that even to happen as well was not just the fact that it was, it was a, the information was out there, but they felt they could trust us as, as well as a network. And that's one of the big responsibilities because when we're, we don't just want to throw out any, anybody's name either. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a value prop to, to us being associated with these, with this group, with this uh, company as well, that we, there's this collective benefit that we bring along. So we have, we have some skin in the game as well. We don't just want to run anybody out there. And we have said no to sponsorships and it, and it gets in what I was in the very beginning. Um, as we get more and more, you know, I don't want to say complicated, but as political and as other aspects become more and more part of the discussion, it's forcing people to, to, to be more out in front in terms of where they stand on certain things and where, how they are as a company and what they're doing and why, which is the cornerstone of what my podcast is about. But I think what you're going to see going forward is, is that need to kind of collaborate and that need to kind of showcase what am I doing and who am I doing it with? And that's going to matter and have a big, big impact going forward. So so yeah, that's that's kind of how we we try to provide the best value we can for the for the sponsors and why they would ultimately want to do that. This has been fantastic. I I, my, I didn't even take a lot of notes because my brain is just spinning with thoughts and ideas. But I, I know that uh, you've answered a ton of questions that I've had and that I've gotten from podcast hosts. Is there anything else that you think we we haven't covered that that you think is is important to to mention in regards to podcast networks or you know being a podcast or really anything that you think is is relevant? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, give me a second. There's stuff I could say off the top of my head, but let me give me a second on this one. Um, I, I would say, listen to those people. They're like yourself. They're saying these things that you mean. One of the things I dealt with was I didn't want to be told what to do or how to do it. 
Yeah, I kind of had my little. You know, like my, my son. <laughs> okay. So I kind of had my, like, I didn't want to, you know, here's what I want because there's such a, there's these stories and the things we do. There's this part where you want to bring it to the world and you want to change it and you want to make everything happen. Um, less, less can be enough. I don't want to say less is more. I just want to say less can be enough. That'd be my, that'd be my push to people out there. It's okay to do, to do less and to kind of be concise and to be, and to think more about the listener than the podcast host or the, or even the sponsor for that in this kind of context to be, to give that listener, um, credit because at the end of the day, it all starts with them. And that's always been our big focus is when you walk away and you, and you've listened to one of our episodes, what did you take with you? And did you have value for that? I, I'm going to get incredible value. My host and I talk about all the time. Like it's, and if you've done anything like this, like it's, there's this weird thing as a, as a host and being in this world, like it's right. At least for me, it's just like euphoria and therapy and it's all this, it's amazing journey. Um, but, but remember there's somebody on the other side that has to listen. And so if you can, but I want to talk more, but I need to get to this stuff. It, especially if you're going to start adding metrics and start adding, you're going to quantify value and need to put on things on a return people in mass. Cause this is this, this is a shift. You may have a small group of loyal listeners who really love the way you do thing, but when you shift into a mass, like a, a bigger picture, that doesn't always transcend uh, from a number standpoint. So when it comes to like speaking to the masses, there's a reason that sitcoms are 30 minutes and an hour is a long show at night in terms of the, the you know the vast majority of people. Uh, so don't so listen to somebody when they're telling you something, uh, especially if you don't like to hear it. If you don't want to hear it, some of the best lessons I've had in podcasting were because somebody said to do something and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Sounds stupid. I don't have to. But then when I, you know, ho hummed and finally did it, a lot of these exercises, you know, techniques, you know, breathing techniques, talking techniques, um, you know, just different, you know, show prep, things of these nature that I just, eh, you really, it really does pay off to do those things. So I would say, if you're podcasting and you want to take it to, uh, and you're looking to, to, to progress it or do something more with it, find that place in your podcast journey that you can't, that gives you the most grief and go find out why. And then I would, I would attack that, but I would do so in such a way that says, maybe I need to change my mind. Well, I appreciate that. Hopefully that's a plug for you guys to keep coming back and tuning into more interviews like this. The, uh, the website for you guys is OGGN.com. Awesome. And uh, the oil and gas network but i i love that just what you guys are doing and uh hopefully you'll uh, you'll come back for a round two to keep us updated on what you guys are are up to because there's there's so much talk about <laughs> it's funny because i talked to so many people who are just like oh thanks for starting your show because i didn't you know i don't know how to how to market i don't know what to do right and then there's so much there's another kind of thing that i've seen posted on linkedin quite a bit that says you know the podcast strategies from 2018 aren't working today but they don't have an answer for what is working to know no, no one has these answers, uh, but I think you're, you've stumbled onto something and you guys at OGGN are really um, providing some real real value for, for everyone involved, the hosts, the sponsors, and then obviously the listeners. And, and you know, I think that collectively trickles up and, and you know, creates a, a real business. And so you guys have, have been up to some cool, cool things. So I want to thank you for, for what you've been doing, obviously for the industry and selfishly for your time here on the Marketing Your Podcast show. Is there anywhere... Sean, that you want them that, that that's worth listening, um, that you want to have people 
go and find? Well, I mean, we're I'm selfishly, I would tell you to go listen to our show, which, which is about the ESG and the ongoing energy evolution. But if not, if you're more of a, you know, tech person or go, go to that, there's a list of podcasts that we have, find one that kind of suits your, what you want to learn about. And if it's in the oil and gas industry, jump in. And I'd also encourage you to do so, even if you don't know the industry very well, especially for our podcast, one of the things we try to do is bring a, bring stories along that everybody needs to know about, especially in our area, uh, because it's just, you know, strength is, uh, or you know, knowledge is, a, is, a, is an asset, you know, wisdom is a strength, I would say, but knowledge is it because I'm baseline. And so, so many times, especially our industry gets, um, you know, gets the publicity it deserves. And sometimes it gets the publicity it doesn't deserve. But if you really are interested, there's lots of talk out there and there's lots of people that would love to talk to you about it and uh, help inform you. So, yeah. OGGN.com guys. And thanks so much for sticking with us. If you guys made it here, you are, are cut from the same cloth and we appreciate you being part of the podcast industry and the podcast space. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show. If you enjoyed this interview, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes with some fantastic guests. If you have any questions, we encourage you to go and find me on LinkedIn. And if you want more podcast resources, go to www.amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com for more podcast marketing resources. We hope you're having an amazing day and we can't wait to host you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show.